0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the August 19th, 2021 meeting of the Upper Merion Township Board of Supervisors. Please join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I
1: pledge, I pledge allegiance to in the flag of, of the United States of America, and, and to the, the Republic, Republic, Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice all.
0: We'll begin with roll call starting on my right.
2: Greg Wax,
3: Bill Genoway.
4: Carol Kenny, Tina Garzillo.
3: Tony Hamaday,
5: Township Manager. Joe McGlory, Township Solicitor.
4: Leanna Clubrial, Township Engineer.
0: Mr. Phillips is not with us this evening because he's out of town. Uh, first item are meeting minutes from June the 17th, 2021 business meeting and the July 15th, 2021 business meeting.
2: What's the pleasure of the board? Motion to accept. I'll
0: second. Motion by Supervisor Wax, second by Vice Chair Kenny, to accept the business meeting minutes from June 17th and July 15th. Are there any questions from the board? Questions or comments from the public? Seeing and hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? They passed four to zero. Um, Under chairman's comments, a couple of items. First, we had a meeting earlier this evening regarding the Upper Marion Foundation. We also had an executive session regarding personnel and litigation. I, I would like to just make one quick statement regarding last night. Uh, Last night we experienced yet another 25 year storm in the past year. Uh, These storms, despite the best preparations, are always leaving you wondering what can happen next. Last night was no different. Our thanks to the public safety, park and rec, and public works personnel for their tireless efforts last night and again today. Just to give you some information, there were 11 water rescues last night, conducted eight by Upper Marion Township fire and EMS, three by Upper Marion Township police. Of most concern is that a driver on River Road went around placed barriers and drove into standing water. Then he had to be rescued. So please, ladies and gentlemen, do not drive through standing water. Every major storm, this is a repetitive uh, activity that occurs and it just drains resources and it puts people in their lives in jeopardy. So please do not drive through standing or moving water. The public works and park and rec crews spent last night and today cleaning up around the township. The cleanup efforts will continue through tomorrow and into next week. borough Line Road and Brookwood Road were some of the heaviest hit areas with debris. For our parks and trails, Bob Case Park, Crow Creek Trail on the south side of Sweetbriar Park, and Walker Field were extremely, extremely hit hard. Multiple fences at Walker Field were damaged, and repairs there will stretch well into the coming weeks. Matt sunk sewer plant lost Pico power. Fortunately, the emergency generator we installed a couple of years back kept the equipment running, and nothing failed. One bridge and one stream bank experienced heavy sediment erosion and need to be repaired quickly. The township is aware of these situations and many, many more, and working hard to repair the impact of Mother Nature's uh, rage, I guess is the best way to put it. So in in reference to the rain itself, the rain gauge at Norristown registered 4.44 inches of rain in one hour. Had that kept up for just one additional hour, we would have experienced catastrophic flooding similar to August 2018. So, again, special thanks go out to the public safety, park and rec, and public works personnel. They did a phenomenal job last night and today, and will continue to do it for the next few days. Uh, that takes us to new business. And the first item uh, it is a pleasure tonight to welcome the executive director of the Pennsylvania State Association of Township Supervisors to be with us tonight, Mr. David Sanko. And David is here to present Upper Marion Township with an award. Mr. Sanko, please go to the podium.
6: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, as you said, uh, my name is David Sanko. I'm the Executive Director of the Township Supervisors Association of Pennsylvania. Uh, we represent over 1,400 uh, townships of the second class throughout, uh, throughout the Commonwealth. And I'm greatly uh, pleased to be here tonight to recognize Upper Marion Township as, uh, as the, the, one of the overall Citizens Communication Award winners uh, among that group of 14, uh, 1,400. Uh, we've been doing these awards for 30 years uh, for excellence in citizens' communication. Uh, you all know, the, the, you know your commitment to transparency and, and helping to educate uh, your community uh, is, is second, uh, second to none. Uh, these awards originally were for, for print and, uh, and newspaper. In more recent years, we've expanded them to include audiovisual, electronics, uh, media uh, websites and, and social media. Um, there were uh, two, two awards this year. One for uh, communities with population less than 5,000 and that went to Independence Township in Washington County in Western Pennsylvania. And the award for, uh, for communities with town- populations over 5,000 uh, for overall communications, uh, it went to Upper Marion Township here in, in Montgomery County. So congratulations. Uh, in that overall scoring, uh, just as a, a kind of a, a tally sheet almost like the, the Olympic medals if you will uh, electronic newsletter uh, first place uh, uh, for another first place in the website division uh, a, a second and third place in the cable TV uh, programs and a, and a third place in social media so overall uh, just an outstanding uh, outstanding performance and uh, kudos to to the board uh, and to your staff and uh, and to your community so thank you very much for the invitation and I'd like to I guess to do a couple photos and present it to you. Okay,
0: great, thank you. We'll all go down and meet with you and Mr. Herbert can take our picture. You came from a long way, didn't you? We spend an awful lot, hang around for one one second, Dave. Uh, we, We spend an awful lot of time trying to do the best job we can at communicating with the public and in being as transparent as possible. Nothing works 100%, but we try our hardest. This really, is recognition of what the staff does at our direction. And we've got a phenomenal PIO operation here in Upper Marion Township, as is testament by all of those plaques that exist on the wall uh, out in in front of uh, Mr. Herbert's office. So uh, again, uh, Dave, thank you very much. And also be remiss if we didn't say it's the 100th anniversary of the Pennsylvania State Association of Township Supervisors. You know, it's been my honor to speak many times at the conference. Uh, and be a part of some of the the different activities and and committees. And, And we really rely on you and your team to better understand the job that we have to do here at the local level. So thank you for everything you do at the state for us.
2: Thank you, Mr. Chair. I also want to add, if you saw us holding three plaques down there, it's because This is the third time in four years that Upper Merion Township has won the Outstanding Citizen Communication Award. Uh, I know that the Executive Director of PSAT, Mr. Sanko and Mr. Genway, thank the PIO office and thank UMGATV. but I also want to thank all of our township staff. And I especially want to thank the township's Media Communication Advisory Board, which is made up of seven residents of Upper Merion Township who really work very hard to make sure that we are the best that we can be when it comes to providing public information. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Sure,
0: and I left that out because I knew Mr. Waxwood wanna thank the, uh, the media advisory board and they do a phenomenal job as well. Item B on tonight's new business agenda is a continual, conditional use hearing. This is a continuation on Mansell Mill Road Company at 850 Mansell Mill Road. This is an application for them seeking conditional use pursuant to section 165-135 on use regulations of the township code to prevent a residential-oriented development to be located on the SM1 zoned property. Mr. Thank McGrory.
5: Thank you, Mr. Chair. At this time, I'll open the conditional use hearing. Um, if you recall, this, uh, this was open for the, or remained open for the sole purpose of receiving into the record a transportation agreement regarding an offsite improvement for a traffic light Uh, that uh, scenario has since fell apart. Um, So I guess there's nothing else to really introduce and just close the record.
7: I I felt that Joe after I I tried to get a hold of you the last couple of days. There are three exhibits I would like to introduce and just bring them in for purposes of putting them in the record and verifying what we are agreeing to do. What what
5: are the three exhibits?
7: Three. I sent them to you. The three exhibits would be the boulevard plan that we have shown, Mm -hmm. the boulevard plan with the emergency access through the sewer authority, and the overall site plan showing the emergency access at the towers. And our agreement that if that is obtained, we would pave it and make it accessible through emergency for emergency service vehicles. If that is if that happens,
5: we'll we'll incorporate those exhibits into the record.
7: And I can have uh, for. He has already sworn in Larry Dugan of Orleans, and he could verify that Orleans will agree to prepare to build the, I'll call the plan of access, the Boulevard plan, the way it's designed. He also will agree to pay the sewer authority the necessary p- fees for that. He will also agree to make sure that they pay the fees for the hopefully temporary emergency access through the sewer authority. And if there is and, and pave and widen the access for the towers So there's an access both ways The towers would have an emergency access into Mansell mill and Mansell mill would have an access into the towers and also understand that that would be provided for water. If there's a fire, at the towers or whatnot, an extra water is necessary.
5: And at at this point in time, you're committing to work with the township to achieve those goals. Um, And that's a part of the condition of the conditional use approval.
7: I'm sorry, It's it's part of
5: one of the conditions of the conditional use approval that you continue to work with the township to achieve those goals.
7: Yes, we, we intend to continue to work with the township as we have been. I just thought from our standpoint, since the record closed in April, at that the last hearing closed in April, I should say we did not want to move through and not at least put these exhibits in the to, into the conditional use of the township understood that we were for real and we intended to move forward and work with the township on these three issues. And your clients in
5: agreement with all three of these issues?
7: My client is in agreement.
5: And your name again for the record?
7: Uh, okay.
5: Thank you. So at this point, we'll close the record. Any public comment? Hearing and seeing no public comment, the record's closed. And we'll reconvene into the public meeting portion of your agenda. This conditional use is now in a position for your consideration. Thank
0: you, Mr. McGorry. Members of the board, you've heard the testimony, you've heard the uh, conditions that have been discussed. What's the
2: pleasure of the board? I will make a motion to approve the conditional use.
8: I'll second
2: the motion.
0: Okay, we have a motion by Supervisor Wax, seconded by Supervisor Garzillo to approve the conditional use agreement subject to ultimate land development submission and approval. Any other questions or comments, Mrs. Kenny?
9: Hi, thank you, Chairman Genoway. Um, I'm going to unfortunately continue to be the fly in the ointment here. Um, I want to say first thank you for all your efforts to make attempts to get a second uh, emergency access, and thank you for designing the boulevard to the extent that you have. Um, That we have all agreed on that's a a very good design and so on and I know that the uh, the sewer authority is going to be coming up with um, the cost for the easement for that that portion. Um, I want to also add that I ultimately like the use I am in favor of the use. Um, However, the boulevard plan um, is still not a replacement for an emergency access. Uh, IT'S STILL NOT IN COMPLIANCE WITH OUR FIRE CODE. Um, I, AND I, WE ALL KNOW HOW WE'VE DISCUSSED THIS over, LITERALLY OVER THE YEARS. Um, I JUST FEEL THAT uh, WITH THE ADDITIONAL PROBLEM OF NOT GOING, WE'RE NOT GOING TO BE HAVING A TRAFFIC LIGHT THERE BECAUSE OF CIRCUMSTANCES OUTSIDE OF YOUR CONTROL, THAT ADDS TO THE PROBLEMATIC um, ISSUE HERE FOR ME um, in order to emphasize how I, how strongly I feel about the safety issue of not having a secondary access. Um, I'm, I will not be voting in favor of this. And I hope you'll understand, um, that I'm doing it to, to make, to emphasize my point that I think the safety issue is really paramount and, um, notwithstanding all of your good faith effort, efforts to, to get a second access. And I hope that over the next couple of weeks or a month, whatever it takes, that that will be taken off the table, that that will be um, taken care of.
7: Well, in response to your so, issue with regard to the second okay. access, Ms. Kennedy, I, we were, Larry and I were at the sewer authority meeting on Tuesday night, you were there. Yep. And not only has the sewer authority that night voted to F- uh, obtain the necessary uh, funding, I'll call it, the, mm-hmm. the cost of the boulevard plan for the easement. They also agreed to get an appraisal to determine what uh, the access would be for the 15-foot wide emergency access through their property, which we initially brought to the supervisors a year and a half ago at this point in time. Right. Um, we are hoping that we can move forward with this plan. In fact, I can tell you from the standpoint of the underlying landowner, we need, Orleans needs to move forward with this plan. Uh, And they would grant us at at least an emergency access that we hope is temporary as the township, I understand. And we will help do that, approach the towers to see if the towers would agree to the access and understand that they may be beneficial with an access into Mansell Mill because of cross access for Emergency vehicles and possibly water. That's up in the air, and we're willing to work with you on that as well. My difficulty is, from an Orleans standpoint, is that there's an, and this is not a threat, but there's an outstanding warehouse plan that is sitting, continuing to work here. I don't know how long Orleans will stay in this transaction with the underlying landowner without saying this isn't going to work. We can't wait another eight months or a year. I think they've done everything that they've been asked to do. And I would suggest to the board that we need to move forward on this plan.
9: Okay. No, I, I appreciate that, and I hope you'll appreciate my my stance as well. That I but believe sure. that um, the safety is safety of our residents and our future residents um, is paramount. And uh,
7: that's why we're. And, and for- that's
9: why we are going to be helping. Uh, our our township manager will be helping to find a way forward with, with the towers. And I'll just put a request out there. Hopefully that the towers will respond and see mm-hmm. that, um, an emergency access will benefit both parties, both the residents of the towers, as well as the future residents and uh, clients of the future hotel up there as well.
7: I appreciate that. So, but what I'm suggesting is Orleans has a time frame to begin construction and readying this property for the townhomes I spent three years with the towers negotiating the zoning text amendment. So I'm very familiar with timing with the towers. And that's why I'm suggesting that if we could move forward with at least an access for the emergency access, which we had initially with the sewer authority, and then continue to work with the towers, that at least gives them the ability to break ground, get land development approval and move forward. And then in turn, when the access at the towers Uh, OPENS UP, I'LL CALL IT, AND IS APPROVED, IF THE TOWERS DOES THAT, THEY WILL PROVIDE THE NECESSARY IMPROVEMENTS TO THAT ACCESS TO MAKE IT BENEFICIAL TO BOTH SIDES. BUT UNTIL THAT TIME, WE CANNOT CONTINUE TO WAIT FOR THAT TO OCCUR.
9: No, I UNDERSTAND. THANK YOU. THANK YOU. Mr. THANK YOU, MR. CHAIR. Uh, I'M NOT GOING TO GO OVER
2: THE HISTORY OF THIS DEVELOPMENT, I'VE DONE THAT PREVIOUSLY. AND TO SAY THAT I'M THRILLED WITH THIS USE, uh, WELL, THAT'S FAR FROM ACCURATE. ALL THAT BEING SAID. Uh, this use is far better than what the land is currently zoned for. Nobody there that I know of, and I live there, wants a warehouse uh, behind uh, their land, uh, behind their property uh, and adjacent to the trail. Uh, Thrilled with townhomes? No. Am I thrilled with townhomes? No. But, you know, landowners have property rights. I mean, this township has learned that lesson. And uh, this property use that would be granted should we approve the conditional use is better than what that land is currently zoned for. Thanks for your time.
7: Thank you. Thank you.
2: Okay,
0: are there any public comments regarding this? Seeing none, um, again, this is the conditional use, still subject to land development review and uh, submission and approval. So with that, all in favor of the conditional use agreement, say aye. aye. Aye opposed no. no so it passes three to one thank you. thank you Thank you, gentlemen for continuing to work with us and we look forward to working with you on the next phase thank you, thank you. Uh, next item consent agenda items number one and number two I'm going to take together this is uh, these are two expenses these are the final expenses on the new fire station in the village This is contract payment number nine for mechanical work to aduct mechanical for $9,900. And to the elevator contract payment number five to FW Howder for $7,362. So that brings us to um, a final number on this of just under a 10% under budget construction completion costs for this new fire station. So I have to preface that by saying, the value to Upper Marion given to us in this building is about $5 million. This is a 12,000 square foot building. Yes, it is built on the first two floors of a commercial building. However, it's 12,000 square feet. It houses office, traditional fire station living quarters for 24 hour operations, space for up to three pieces of apparatus, one to two ambulances and a fire engine. Uh, That station will be primarily servicing the area that goes from 422 to Allendale Road and down to uh, Church Road and all the way up to the border for West Norton Township and Lower Providence Township. It's the primary district, but it'll go all over the township. And that area is where 80% of the calls are in Upper Merion Township uh, for fire and EMS, according to the last data run. So we are extremely excited about getting a $5 million fire station, investing another few hundred thousand dollars into it, and having a state-of-the-art building in the highest population density area of the community, and in an area that has immediate access to almost every one of our uh, limited access highways. On Wednesday, Mr. Hamaday, Chief Nolan, and I, signed the condo documents, officially making us the owner of this property. That means that the CubeSmart operation owns a portion of it. We own a portion of it. We have negotiated who will do what going forward on maintenance and and such. And work will begin next week on final fit out of the station, operations in the station. And over the next few weeks, we should be able to be occupying that station on a regular basis. Also, I would be remiss if I didn't make a comment about CubeSmart. Not only did they build this building for us, along with Real and Properties, not only did they uh, do a wonderful job in contract and and construction management, but they gave us a significant contribution as well of cash. So you can't ask for a better public-private partnership than we have had with Real and Properties and with CubeSmart in this particular uh, negotiation. So... To everyone involved, thanks. It's great to see that station now up and running, soon. Item number three, and hopefully also, hopefully that answers some of the mis and disinformation that had been placed on social media sites. Uh, and now you you have the real deal as to what's going on with that particular uh, building. Item number three, the 2021 Township Road Program bid award. And this is going to Glasgow Inc. of Glenside PA in the amount of $968,547. They are the lowest responsible bidder and this will authorize the proper township officials to sign the contract agreements. And this is a standard road work agreement that we do every year. Item number four, Schoolkill River Trail phase two bid award. And this is going to James R. Kenny excavating Collegeville PA, no relation to Mrs. Kenny. It's in the amount of $583,650. They are the only responsible bidder, and we authorize the township officials to sign all the contract documents. Resolution 2021-23 is an authorization to sign the PennDOT cooperative agreement for the 422 CCTV equipment installation on township traffic signals as part of the state 422 improvement project. Item number six, Crow Creek Trail Project, 30-day substantial completion date extension, and this is essentially Kenny excavating and paving needs at 30 additional days due to a delay in materials received from Ready Rock. And this is regard to the retaining wall block and the TAPCO flashing beacon suppliers. And as we've seen across the country, there are certain things that are just taking longer to receive than others. Item number seven, ADA Park Improvement Project Contract Payment Number 1, this is for Bob White and Sweetland Parks. It's in the amount of $63,964.84 to JNS Paving and Excavating for ADA Improvements to date at Bob White and Sweetland Parks. Item 8, Resignation of Carol Ryan from the Environmental Advisory Council. Item Number 9, Resignation of Ashley Nguyen from the student position of the Environmental Advisory Council. Item number 10, Quote Creek Trail Project contract payment number nine in the amount of $159,850 to Kennedy excavating for work to date on Quote Creek Trail Project. Item number 11, the SEPTA KOP Rail Project Professional Services Reimbursement Agreement. This is approval for an agreement with SEPTA that they will reimburse Upper Marion Township For all professional services and information assistance associated with the portion of the KOP rail extension project that are incurred by the township. Item number 12. I should also say this implies nothing about supporting the project or denying the project. This has nothing to do with anything on negotiation of the project. This is only providing them information to help them complete their study that is ongoing which is their right to perform. Item number 12, a financial escrow security release number four for the losty subdivision, 231 Matsonford Road. Approval of escrow release in the amount of $130,632 for the completion of the required site improvements to date as part of the subdivision as recommended by the township engineer. Item 13, financial escrow security release number seven for 900 River Road, LLC. And this is in the amount of 46,345 for completion of the required site improvements to date as part of the warehouse development project and again as recommended by our Township Engineer. Item 14, financial escrow security release number one for Stonebridge at Upper Marion subdivision. This is uh, to toll Mid-Atlantic LP in the amount of $274,736.50 for completion of required site improvements to date as part of their subdivision as recommended by the Township Engineer. Item 15, Police Firing Range Soil Remediation Contract. Change order number one, approval of the change order as requested by S.J. Thomas Company in amount of $13,639.06 for the increase in the quantity of excavated and screened soil. Essentially, they have to go down a few inches lower than was originally anticipated for lead removal. Item number 16, authorization to advertise a request for qualifications for township solicitor and legal services for the township due to the pending retirement of township solicitor joseph mcgrory item number 17 authorization to advertise for the bid for phase two of the first avenue linear park project and this would all be through grant funding uh, we are just authorizing for the release of the request for proposal item number 18 authorization to discuss with the borough of West Conshohocken, local transportation issues that affect both municipalities. It's no secret that the West Conshohocken, uh, Sweland area of Upper Marion Township uh, has traffic challenges and this is just to officially indicate that we will be putting together a team to work with West Conshohocken, as well as state and federal officials to attempt to gain additional funding and strategic planning uh, and hopefully, get it to the point where we can have some engineering studies done uh, to have shovel ready projects for that region. Item number 19 Township Building Electrical Vehicle Charging Station Upgrade Contract. And this would be for Charge Point Inc. to provide new electrical vehicle charging stations to the rear of the structure here for $22,327. This would be an upgrade of the system. It will be paid for by an Environmental Advisory Council grant, as well as Township Electrical Budget Maintenance Funds. Item number 20 approve a citizen board appointment for the Environmental Advisory Council student position to Jocelyn Bilker. It's the pleasure of the board on the consent agenda. I'll
9: make a motion to approve the consent agenda, and I'll second.
0: We have a motion from Vice Chair Kenny, seconded by Supervisor Garzillo to adopt the consent agenda. Are there any questions or comments from members of the board? Mr. Wax. Uh,
2: thank you, Mr. Chair. Just really briefly in regards to the uh, Schuylkill River Trail West uh, Phase 2 bid agreement, I do want to mention that the vast majority of the $583,650 is coming through a grant. Is that correct, Mr. Hamedy? Yeah, about $450, I think. Excellent, thank you. Uh, I know that a lot of people are looking forward to that project being completed. Uh, I get asked about it all the time. The contractor who is doing the Crow Creek Trail is the same co- contractor who uh, won this bid, as Mr. Geneway previ- uh, previously and correctly mentioned. He was the only person, the only contractor who actually placed a bid. And the good news is, the construction on that final trail segment to Valley Forge Park should start sometime within the next 30 days or so. Thank you, thank you. Any other comments, uh, from the board? Ms. Mr. Garzillo.
8: Yeah, Mr. Chair, I just—I ha- have two. Uh, well, actually, I had two comments. I was going to make comments about the Crow Creek Trail, so thank you, Supervisor Wax, for filling us in on that information. Uh, we're all looking forward to uh, being able to utilize that trail, so we're excited about that. Um, the other comment I wanted to make is about item 18, with uh, the discussion with the borough of and uh, about the transportation issues, that I think that this is a wonderful opportunity that regional planning is, I think, very important, especially in areas like that, that it's such an impact uh, between two municipalities that we depend on each other. So that cooperation with regional planning, I think, is essential, and I'm glad to hear that there will be a task force or a committee formed to um, pursue those interests. Thank you, and
0: uh, thank you, Mr. Garzillo. And I would add, this does not, Change our current strategic transportation task force that we have in place, where all the stakeholders that deal in Upper Marion Township regarding any type of transportation. This is a separate group, separate activity. Mrs. Kenny.
9: Okay. Thank you, Chairman Genway. I uh, just want to, just a couple of things about the EAC, the Environmental Advisory Council. Um, I want to thank Carol Ryan for her service over the past two years on the EAC. And I uh, want to let her know that her help has been invaluable and that her presence at our meetings will be missed, even though some of them were vir- a lot of them recently were virtual. Um, but thank you to Carol Ryan for her for her service. Um, I also want to welcome Jocelyn. Um, gosh, now I, I told you the name Bill, Bill, Bil- bilker. Thank, uh, Jocelyn Bilker has already come to a number of our meetings, the EAC, just as A very interested sophomore in high school so we certainly look forward to her um uh her help going forward and her ideas and her enthusiasm Uh, and by the same token i want to report that now with carol ryan's um resignation that we now have an opening on the eac so i would urge people if you're interested in the environment environmental activities to please Uh, step up and uh, send in an application and go through the interview process so uh, one final thing um, in view of the fact that Jocelyn has come to many of our meetings just out of interest uh, I'm really really inspired by the enthusiasm of the younger people that we see coming to our meetings not just on the EAC but in the other the other citizen boards that we have uh, students on as well so keep keep at it tell your friends about it tell them to come and become invested in uh and um, become a member of our society and help us forge ahead thank you
0: are there any public comments regarding the consent agenda seeing none all in favor uh, ACCEPTING THE CONSENT AGENDA SAY aye. 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 OPPOSED? PASSES FOUR TO ZERO. ITEM D ON THE AGENDA TONIGHT IS ACCEPTANCE OF A RIGHT OF WAY FOR THE FUTURE PRINCE FREDERICK BOULEVARD. MR. HAMADAY, WOULD YOU LIKE TO MAKE A COUPLE COMMENTS REGARDING THIS? Yes.
3: Uh, i TO, LET'S SEE HERE, uh, NOPE. Sorry about that. I just want to show a quick plan. Uh, This right away that will be offered by the Montgomery County to the township is for about 3,700 square feet of the area of the Schuylkill River West Trail that the the future Prince Frederick Boulevard will cross. And I just want to show it here. It's just a little 3,700 square feet that we will receive an easement so we can create and install the boulevard yeah and um,
0: and for for clarity for the general public this is in the area of where the old bus station greyhound yes. bus station used to be yeah. in the area of Solon boulevard and route 202 route
3: two, yes and if everybody's familiar with that um uh, uh it is under construction the uh, this intersection is almost operational in terms of Solon Boulevard being reopened. Um, for anybody who's driven, I know Mr. Waxett provided us information that he received the contractor on site doing the work for the, uh, the county in the Schuylkill River Trail West did spell Prince Frederick wrong. So they are correcting that. <laughs> so if everybody sees it, yes, it will be corrected. Uh, But the uh, proposed easement being offered was uh, reviewed by Mr. McGurie and uh, Ms. Colubrio. All the dimensions are okay. So it's ready for the board's acceptance of that.
0: Thank you, Mr. Hamaday. Uh,
8: Mr. Chair, um, just for clarification, can I, may I um, ask if this is for the um, Chester Valley Trail extension, not but the, did Sc- I say the Schu- Schuylkill River. Schuylkill. I, yeah. So I just, I want to make the clarification that yes. it's yes, we, the we have River so many wonderful or trails that they just, yes. <laughs> they all blend. But yes, it's a Chester yes. Valley Trail extension. Yes,
3: yes. correct. I, I apologize. You called it. Yes, okay. it, is, it is for the Chester Valley Trail. Yes.
9: How close are they to finishing the Solon Boulevard portion? Um, it looks pretty close.
3: It's pretty close. Right now, they're waiting on paving. Um, obviously, materials. The last, what's that? Materials. No, they're just waiting to schedule paving. Oh, so okay. hopefully, in the next couple of days, probably by mid next week, mm-hmm. uh, they'll start. If you if you notice that they don't have the binder course, that'll be the first step. Okay. Through that, the signals are up and operational. Yep. Uh, so hopefully, mm-hmm. middle of next week they'll be paved and back open, and it'll alleviate that traffic congestion that is happening now from Solomon up to Henderson Road. Thank you.
0: Okay, yeah. thank you, Mr. Hamaday. Uh, any other questions for members of the board? Anyone public having any questions or comments?
2: Okay, I think we need a motion. I'll make the motion.
9: I'll second.
0: Okay, so we have a motion by Supervisor Wax, seconded by Vice Chair Kenny, to accept the right-of-way for the future of Prince Frederick Boulevard. Um, any final questions or comments from the board? Final questions or comments from the public? Seeing and hearing none, all in favor say aye. Aye, opposed? Passes 4-0. This brings us to item E, resolution 2021-22, and this is for the preliminary and final development plan for J.P. Morgan Chase Bank. 677 West DeKalb and uh, this is the old McAllister building and they are, this is dated on March the 2nd last revised June 30th of this year for the demolition of that 19,820 square foot building, construction of a new bank, commercial building and associated site improvements. Mr. Yes, I think there are representatives
3: from Chase, uh, do you want to approach and Any additional information that you wish to present to the board? Uh, The board has seen this at a work session. Um, uh, There are, again, some concerns I think the board has uh, with regard to site circulation, uh, the uh, uh, buildings on the lot, uh, the unnamed, at least, retail building at this point, as well as that close proximity of that uh, proposed uh, drive up ATM uh uh to the rear of the, st- the structure um i think one of the issues i know that uh, th- there are concerns that I've, I've heard as well and like the uh the applicant's address i know the engineers reviewed the uh stormwater plan but this is not a sinkhole area as we just saw last night we had a sinkhole open up and their uh p- proposed stormwater detentions uh, will be basically within the sinkhole area. I know that has been reviewed, but uh, I know that's a concern, especially what happened with the, the amount of rain we had last night and the sinkhole at Red Lobster. Yep.
0: It, it is, and, I, and I, we'll start out by saying that as we reviewed the final documents on, on the resolution, uh, there were two things that we clearly wanted to make sure uh, everyone had a good understanding of. The first one is pretty simple, and that's uh, you had some uh, funds in lieu of trees. Find a place to put the trees. I don't think the board's interested in any consideration of funds in lieu of those trees. That's, that's probably the simpler one. Um, the more concerning one is the storage of your stormwater in what I'll call the open spaces within the underground or underneath the blacktop area. And you, you were aware, and you even told us in, in one of the prior meetings, that you're aware that there have been multiple sinkholes there over time and that, um, you know, you're going to be looking at the stormwater management to deal with that. But storing that water in that limestone area, uh, to me, and, and frankly, when I reached out to a couple of stormwater experts, uh, they concurred that they thought that this was of concern more because that limestone track that runs along 202 is noted for limestones opening up all along from Route 202, Uh, or excuse me, from Route 76 all the way down to the one that opened up last night at Red Lobster. Uh, So I'd just like another follow-up comment from you on that um, as to why you felt that that was appropriate as opposed to doing some type of other what I'll call structured stormwater management.
1: Sure. Uh, Tom Newman, uh, Core States Group Engineering, on behalf of the applicant. Um, you know, thank you for the comment regarding stormwater. Um, you know, when we started our due diligence on evaluations on this property, um, it was brought to our attention that it's in a sinkhole prone area. Um, we hired a licensed geotechnical engineer who went out to the property, um, completed geotechnical boring logs, as well as a geophysical study to evaluate the, um, cross sections of the property and the potential for future sinkholes. Um, WE'VE TAKEN THAT INTO CONSIDERATION, AND OUR DESIGNED STORMWATER SYSTEM IS ACTUALLY A LINE TO MANAGE RELEASE RATE CONCEPT SYSTEM. Um, EFFECTIVELY, WHAT THAT MEANS IS is THAT THE LINER OF THE SYSTEM IS IMPERMEABLE. IT WILL NOT RECHARGE GROUNDWATER INTO THE EXISTING SYSTEM. IT WILL ACTUALLY DETAIN IT AND RELEASE IT AT A SLOWER RATE um, INTO THE EXISTING OUTFALL SYSTEM, WHICH WILL HELP TO ALLEVIATE um, DOWNSTREAM FLOODING. This has been reviewed and approved by Montgomery County Conservation District um, in accordance with NPDES permitting. Um, They've been aware of the sinkholes as well, and they concur with our design as proposed.
7: Any other
9: comments from members of the board? I'd like to ask a couple of questions. Um, When you say it's impermeable, this is um, a—it's a basin.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a traditional subsurface stormwater basin, but. Subsurface,
9: um, but not underground.
1: Underground. Yes. Oh, it's um, underground. It's underground. Um, it's a pipe filled system with, with stone, but, um, the bottom side, the liner of the system, it's almost like a pool liner, mm-hmm. um, such that, you know, it's a double line system geotextile fabric that will not permit, um, stormwater collected to recharge into the ground and potentially cause, um shifts that would induce a sinkhole so okay, that's so why. where
9: where does the stormwater go
1: so it'll it'll fill up and detain it temporarily during a rainfall event um and then it'll slowly release it it's called a managed release rate concept release where, it where and how into the existing storm system that it's currently captured in um in the existing pre-developed condition um all the water is collected into a culvert system which travels down into crow creek which I believe mm-hmm is partially contained in the King of Prussia Mall area. Yeah. Um, Right now, uh, during peak stormfall events, it's you know, there's no, no slowing it down, I would say it just it's collected by the existing storm infrastructure and conveyed there. Um, Our system has been designed to capture and detain to help alleviate downstream flooding um, during the larger rainstorm events.
9: Is that sufficient for a 100 year storm,
1: which it, we've been having like one every year? Our system has been designed to contain the 100 year storm um, for our drainage area collection within our property and based off the off site contributions as well, yes.
9: And how exactly do you control the release of the water that's in that basin?
1: We have a designed outfall control structure system. It's a, a what sp- I'm sorry, an outfall control structure system. Okay, it's effectively a um, precast stormwater structure that um, has different size orifices or outfall mm-hmm. circulars mm-hmm. structures. That um, as the system fills up with the peak rainfall events, um, those are adequately sized mm-hmm. and engineered to release it at a slow rate to mimic um, groundwater flow um, with through a managed release rate concept system. Um, And the the peak rate reduction from the existing conditions to the proposed conditions is drastically reduced with this system. Okay.
9: Um, And that is, uh, without getting into, you know, numbers and cubic feet of water or whatever, um, is that not a system that would potentially fill up and overflow and not do its job in a hundred year storm, or is that? SUFFICIENT FOR, LIKE, THE FOUR INCHES PER HOUR THAT WE WERE TOLD WE JUST HAD LAST NIGHT?
1: YEAH, AGAIN, um, it, IT'S SIZED TO HOLD THE 100-YEAR STORM. Um, WE'VE we've CALCULATED THE, the 100-YEAR VOLUME and, AND ROUTED IT THROUGH THAT SYSTEM, AND IT IS ADEQUATELY SIZED TO CAPTURE THE 100-YEAR STORM FOR THE DRAINAGE AREA FOR THIS PROPERTY. Um, THERE'S ALWAYS POTENTIAL THAT YOU COULD GET AN, an ANOMALY, um, OR if, IF THE SYSTEM WASN'T PROPERLY MAINTAINED, BUT you know, we have all intention our client that's developing the property has all intention to maintain the system in accordance with um, proper maintenance practices. And with that said, it should be adequate for the 100-year storm, yes.
9: So it would be the property owner whose responsibility it is to maintain that? Correct, yes. Okay. And Crow Creek, just for the record, is the creek in the township that's responsible for 60% of our problems, our stormwater problems and our flooding problems. So I'm just always nervous... When I hear that Crow Creek is involved with uh, more stormwater yeah, um, in any
1: way, and, and again, this system that's being proposed here is a, a drastic improvement over existing conditions, which, which is none. There, there's no controls existing on state or on site. Um, in addition to the um, you know peak rate reduction, we reduce the impervious coverage, we add more landscaping to the property. Mm-hmm. So um, cohesively, it, it's an improvement
9: and more trees. Yes. Okay. And so the when you say it's impermeable that you're talking about, it's not going to be percolating into the surrounding area, that it's going to be directed specifically into Crow Creek, that it will not be causing that's because that's the big concern that it's a it's cost there. And Mm. it's um, prone to sinkholes in that area. And nobody wants that to happen.
1: No, understood, and that's why we were diligent early on. We've already completed our geotechnical studies and and had the geophysical evaluation completed, um, which supports our stormwater design. And again, it it has been reviewed not only by the um, township engineer, but also by Montgomery County Conservation District. And again, they're in agreement with our design as well, as proposed. Okay,
9: thank you. And I was just gonna move to our township engineer and ask her um, if she feels comfortable with this design THERE'S A FEW
4: um, OUTSTANDING COMMENTS THAT WE'VE BEEN WORKING WITH THEM ON AND THEY INDICATED THAT THEY COULD COMPLY. SO AGAIN, um, JUST IN OUR LAST REVIEW LETTER THERE WERE A FEW ITEMS THAT WE STILL NEED TO SEE, um, BUT ASSUMING THAT THEY COULD, YOU KNOW, PROVIDE THAT THEY'RE MEETING THE ORDINANCE AT THIS POINT. I'M SORRY. THEY'RE MEETING THE ORDINANCE AT THIS POINT WITH THE EXCEPTION OF THE WAIVER
9: THAT THEY ARE REQUESTING. OKAY. Um, AND IS THE ORDINANCE SUFFICIENT TO PROTECT US you say they meet the ordinance. I, they, I always, I, yeah. I'm always happier when I hear they exceed our ordinance.
4: They, um, they are providing some free board area. So there's some additional storage um, there. Okay. But again, you know, they're meeting the ordinance in terms of the 100-year storm. Um, they need to provide a few additional calculations for us in that last letter. But they can show that they're they're meeting that 100-year storm requirement.
9: Okay, thank you.
0: So maybe my struggle with this lies in the way this is phrased in the agreement. Because it says, request for a waiver from 140B-13B-2B1 to allow partial stormwater storage in the stone voids surrounding the pipe detention basins. That does not, to me, in layman's terms, describe what you suggested. What you suggested is fully acceptable. This, this raises red flag that we're storing. We have, we have voids underground and that's where the water
1: is gonna be stored and without protection because it doesn't yeah. say that it's protected. So it, it, I'll, if you think about it, um, if you took a, a bucket and the bucket's the liner and you filled the bucket with stone and then inside the stone is um, piping, you know, roof drain piping, perforated piping um, cohesively, that pipe and the stone is your storage volume contained in the bucket. So the voids are, um, it's the pool liner gets put in, stone gets compacted in there, and then our conveyance piping, which is perforated with the stone, um, is our cohesive storage system, which provides that volume. Um, you know, it's a, it's a t- pretty typical um, design, um, but, you know, it, it's... I, I won't you know, argue with that design. Yeah. That's not what that said to
0: me. But I think you can understand that that said to store water in a stone void. Yeah. Okay. That's scary sounding. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Anybody else? Mr. Wax?
2: Yeah, I was just going to suggest considering the actual language, uh, considering the the fact that the Board of Supervisors still has some questions, at least it sounds like the Board of Supervisors still has some questions about the stormwater retention, considering the fact that I tend to doubt you're going to get the tree waiver maybe a 30-day extension might be appropriate to give the board a chance to to work through some of the stuff. And if you need to come back to a workshop meeting so we understand things, come back to a workshop meeting.
0: Your thoughts, gentlemen? Sorry. Your thoughts on a 30-day extension? I I would like to make sure we have the stormwater issues completed that
1: are in the letter. yeah, I mean, I will say, um, again, we're, we're in receipt of the, the latest township engineer review letter, um, as was noted, aside from the minor waivers, um, which were may or may not have been poorly worded. Um, we are in agreement. We're, we're in a will comply state. Um, the outstanding comments um, we reviewed internally as a team at, at core states. And, you know, we're, we are concurrent that it, it, we can meet them and we will meet them. And, um, you know, our position is that, you know, we're, ASKING FOR PRELIMINARY FINAL APPROVAL, CONDITIONAL UPON US, ADDRESSING ALL OUTSTANDING COMMENTS, WHICH WE ARE, are WILLING TO DO.
5: If, IF THE WAIVERS ARE NOT GRANTED, HOW WOULD YOU REDESIGN YOUR PLAN?
1: IF THE WAIVERS AREN'T GRANTED, THERE'S are NOT GRANTED. YEAH, TRUTHFULLY, there's, WHAT'S LIMITING OUR SYSTEM IS um, WE NEED TO OUTFALL INTO THE EXISTING STORM SYSTEM. Um, AS WAS NOTED HERE, we, WE CAN'T RECHARGE IT INTO THE GROUND. Um, YOU KNOW, SO INHERENTLY IT NEEDS TO GO SOMEWHERE, um, WHICH IS THE EXISTING STORM SYSTEM. Um, WE'RE LIMITED BY THE DEPTH OF THE EXISTING STORM SYSTEM. Um, IT'S NOT AS DEEP AS WOULD BE IDEAL. SO um, WE CAN'T MAKE OUR SYSTEM ANY DEEPER AND STILL CONNECT TO THE EXISTING STORM INFRASTRUCTURE. SO um, THAT'S THE the REASON OR THE the DRIVING FORCE FOR THE DESIGN WAIVER REQUEST IS THE FACT THAT THE DEPTH OF THE STORM SYSTEM EXISTING is is where it is and truthfully there's there's no way to mitigate that um you know it's an existing drainage pattern that we're maintaining and drastically again improving with the implementation of our storm system
5: Leona do you recommend these two waivers
4: we had worked with them originally about changing the footprint of the basins in order to um not need to, you know, use the storage on the pits. They did expand them a little bit, but, you know, based on our recommendation, we believe that it could still be expanded in size with not not so much depth. They may have a different opinion on that, but that was what we had brought up to them in the beginning.
2: So if I may, I want to once again ask you to grant a 30-day extension.
0: Well, well, they're talking about that, Leanna, last night, THAT AREA WAS UNDERWATER, Mm -hmm. MULTIPLE INCHES OF WATER, uh, PROBABLY SIX INCHES, um, OUT out ON ROUTE 202, RECOGNIZING THAT THAT'S A ROUTINE STORM NOW uh, THAT WE HAD LAST NIGHT. WOULD THEIR WORK EFFORT IMPROVE THAT SITUATION OR WOULD IT SIMPLY REMAIN THE SAME?
4: THAT'S HARD TO SAY. (laughs) THAT'S HARD TO SAY WITH THESE STORMS. certainly the I you know the design concept would help that situation in terms of slowing it down again that was a, a freak sort of storm I know we're seeing more of them it's it's hard to to make that call on these on these storms but in terms of the design intent yes the intent is that it will slow down that discharge of water
10: so and in David Falcone here with Saul Ewing on behalf of the applicant so a couple of things um, I think we're kind of talking around the fact that the conditions today on the site really are unmitigated. It's uh, an unmitigated outflow from the site. So on its on its face, what's proposed is substantially better on an engineering level and a, a reality level. What happened last night will be better after this development is in place, simply because of the nature of the control that is being put in place. Will it be perfect? I think that's not possible. As we see, I mean, it changes every development and every engineering criteria that's put out there is is put there to try and guess what the worst is gonna be. We're seeing amazing storms. And what never happened 10 years ago or 15 years ago is happening every month now. So we're trying to catch up from an engineering perspective, but. What is designed today is without question, a better design than what is there and existing today. What post development, this site will provide better stormwater management, not just here, but downstream as well. So that's important. And that was the charge of core states from the applicant, make it better than it is. And in our discussions with the township and with staff, that's that's where we went. From a compliance standpoint, and I think what Tom was trying to say is, uh, obviously we're happy to come back. If the board wants to see us back, we're happy to come back, but we feel as if the plan is in a will comply state. So any approval that we were to get from the township, we know would be conditioned upon satisfying all of the conditions in the letter from township staff. So without that satisfaction, we wouldn't be able to move forward. So we, we feel we're in a full, WILL COMPLY STATE. I THINK THAT'S WHY TOM WAS KIND OF STRUGGLING WITH IF WE COME BACK WE'RE GOING TO BE IN THE SAME POSITION OF WILL COMPLY. Um, THERE'S NOTHING OUTSTANDING THAT WE WON'T DO THAT HAS BEEN RAISED.
9: WILL YOU BE ABLE TO um, TO LIVE WITH THE DENIAL OF THE WAIVER FOR THE TREES? YES, MA'AM. TO HAVE THEM TO HAVE THE TREES ON THE PROPERTY, NOT A FEE IN LIEU OF?
10: YES, MA'AM. WE UNDERSTAND IT.
9: OKAY. BECAUSE THAT TO ME IS ONE one factor in all this as well, a mitigating factor.
10: And there's something we can't, we understand that if we can't plant the trees, we can't build the site. So we've got to find a place for the trees. The the waiver
5: would actually be granted contingent upon relocating the missing trees elsewhere on the
9: site. Okay, well, we're saying the same thing then. Okay. Yeah, because you don't want them moving around a bunch of utilities just to plant some trees. No, no, no in the appropriate places.
1: Yeah, I, I just want to clarify with respect to the trees. Um, the waiver request was inherent to the street trees, um, you know, due to the out right away, and it's it's 202. Um, we were limited in our available planting vicinity to get street trees. Um, but if there's a desire for us to move those street trees elsewhere on the site, we're, we're more than willing to do such.
0: That, that, that's exactly it, because yes. the trees and their ability to Take the stormwater and 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 thrive from that is really what we're trying to achieve here. So
1: uh, you you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I I just wanted to clarify that, like we said, that it's still they won't be necessarily right on the frontage, but they will be on site. Thank you. Uh,
8: Just some comments. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm pretty much in alignment with uh, what Supervisor Wax was commenting on. I'm not completely comfortable yet with the design of the um, the stormwater management system that'll be put into place i don't i don't personally view improvements to existing being a valid argument all the time because um, ordinances change ordinances evolve Um, and to say that it um, is an improvement to an existing for me that's not a valid argument that um to become compliant with current ordinance um i get that but the um to go back to the existing that that to me isn't a valid argument and i'm still having some questions about Uh, the system that you're putting in place. And I think that I personally would feel more comfortable if our township engineers had everything completed rather than still being in a, we're waiting on some additional information. To me, that's not a complete package yet. And it may be in compliance, but until she actually receives everything, I still think it's kind of nebulous and we don't clearly know. So I'm not comfortable this evening with moving forward just because I think that there's some gaps there that I'm not completely satisfied.
10: Understood. And so and with respect to the existing condition, I thought somebody had asked, is it going to be better today versus and so that, that was that response, but I completely understand the that it's not that doesn't carry the day we, we have an ordinance to meet. That's what ultimately carries the day. So I completely understand.
0: Just to shift one second, I understand that the traffic engineers have all looked at the circulation and uh, there, there are no recommended changes now to the circulation. Everything meets requirements. Uh, Yes, sir. I I do have to tell you that I went to my bank, went to two other banks, and I observed last week uh, the number of people that go to ATMs. And I know you only have one. Most of the banks that I've stopped at at Upper Marion have more than three people waiting to go to an ATM. Um, I, I think we're building an inherent challenge there. I understand it meets the code. I think that sometimes the code is oblivious to real world. And I'm one of those real-world guys. So um, I'm struggling with this whole layout and with the fact that we still don't know what could possibly go into this this other building. I know that has nothing to do with this particular resolution. But I've got this this gut-wrenching feeling that this property, that there's too much and it's not designed properly. I've just got that feeling. And I've been here 40 years with that site. uh, And that site has worked extremely well with one building on it. Um, and and four stories. So that's just my two cents. Um, Are you willing to uh, take a 30 day extension? Sure.
5: Yes. I'm going to need you to write out on a piece of paper a request to extend it 30 days. And then board can vote on that request. Okay.
0: As he's handwriting that request. Any other questions from members of the board? Anything from the public? As soon as he finishes so, his they, his, they, his request,
5: yeah. yes, sixteen September.
0: If if everything uh, can be worked out on this, could we see it back in a workshop?
3: I'm-
2: well, the board knows my position that I'm reluctant to vote on um, matters that are substantial A workshop. This has been before the board on numerous occasions and if everything could be worked out, I'd be happy to see it and potentially vote on it at a workshop.
0: Mr. Gurdjieff, Ms. Kenny. Well, we're waiting for his request.
8: just based on the fact that we have been we've seen this over and over a few times that we're very familiar with the project and all the iterations and yeah I I would definitely be comfortable three four times I think
2: at at both business meetings and workshops workshops. Right. right and workshops
5: Thank
0: you all. Thank you. Thank you. you. Mr. McGorry. Could you read that, please?
5: It says on behalf of the applicant, J.M. Real Estate Holdings LP, we hereby grant a 30-day extension of the township for consideration of the preliminary slash final land development application, signed Thomas Newman, P.E. Core States Inc. So just a motion and vote would be acceptable. I'll
2: I'll make a motion to accept the 30-day extension.
9: (laughs) I'll
0: second that. Okay. So we have a motion by Supervisor Wax, seconded by Vice Chair Kenny, to accept the request for a 30-day extension on uh, resolution 2021-22. Any final questions? Any of the public? All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes 4-0. Thank you, gentlemen. Hmm? Okay. And that takes us to the last item on the agenda, item F, resolution 2021-24. This is regarding Quercus Properties, JM Ward and Company on East Church Road for preliminary and final development plan. And in this case, it's prepared by Woodrow and Associates dated February 16th, 2021, constructing a 44 by 78 pole barn on the LI zone 1.13 acre parcel. And Mr. Hamaday has it already on the screen.
3: story pole barn, 48 by 78, um, 44 by 78 in the front of the property along Church Road. Um, The applicant is also proposing to uh, eliminate some of the paving in the rear of the property to bring back to grass or meadow. Um, As the board remembers, the the last time the applicant was here, uh, the uh, board was not interested in waiving sidewalk. The applicant is proposing a path along church road however they are requesting a waiver for improvements which is curbing along church road um, and they are also requesting uh, a waiver for calculating only storm water uh, management uh, uh, in the areas of disturbance which is in the front of the property if you recall they don't have any intention at least at this point to connect the property they own adjacent to this off of crooked
5: lane correct and actually we we have we are intending to connect the properties mm-hmm. for our purpose
6: of yeah. running the yard and so I've,
3: just for your own yes yeah but there's no parking area uh in in the area where the meadow or the the, the stone will be then taken back to grass correct
5: correct right. yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, there are some minor outstanding uh uh engineering comments they uh, the applicant's engineer needs to address, uh, but again, I believe, uh, I won't want to speak for Ms. Colubrio, but I believe that uh, they can comply with all those.
0: Ms. Colubrio?
4: Yep, if they, if they can comply, then then we're fine yeah. with that.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. And you're okay with those requests and you'll comply?
2: Correct. Yes. Okay. Mr. Wex? just for some additional information this is right next to the church road bridge almost which, yes. yes yes which as part of the church road bridge project a sidewalk is being installed
3: correct
2: and the meandering path is on the same side yeah. of the bridge as the sidewalk which correct. is going to be installed I, and, I, and I know I raked you over to the coals at the work at the workshop meeting about this and I about the sidewalk and this is what we agreed on so I just wanted to express my appreciation uh sidewalks pathways, walking trails are things we hear a lot about from residents. It is vital for public safety. It's also a way people get exercise. So I wanna uh, express my appreciation uh, for your willingness to work with us.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. Any other comments from the board? Any comments from the public? have a motion? So moved. Second. Okay, hey, motion by Supervisor Wax, seconded by Vice Chair Kenny, to adopt Resolution 2021-24 for Quercus Properties, J.M. Warden Company at uh, East Church Road for the 44 by 78 pole barn uh, with the conditions as outlined by the Township Engineer in the resolution. Any final questions or comments from the board, from the public? All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? For nothing. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yep. Okay. Takes us to accounts payable and payrolls. It's a pleasure of the board.
8: I'll make a motion to pay the bills. Second.
0: Okay. Motion by Supervisor Garzillo, seconded by Vice Chair Kenny, to pay the accounts payable and payrolls. Questions from the board? Questions from the public? All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay. Under additional business, uh, I have two items for this evening. The first one is uh, the uh, county has begun to uh, establish some guidelines for county owned buildings with regard to a mask policy when you are inside those structures. We are currently reviewing with senior staff, uh, particularly with regard to the library, park and rec, police department uh, and our our functional facilities here uh, and the community center uh, to determine an appropriate mask policy. Uh, We are guided by Montgomery County and the public health department of Montgomery County uh, in their guidance. And we will in all probability be moving forward with some type of a masking policy um, within the next two weeks, probably before our next meeting. So just to let you know, if you do come into a facility of the township, There is a sign requesting that you wear a mask in that area. Uh, Please comply with the mask policy. Uh, Second item, uh, we're coming up on uh, another holiday, another holiday that uses fireworks. We saw the destruction that occurred in this region um, and and the fatality that occurred with regard to the use of fireworks during the 4th of July. Um, um, Of course, we can't stop anybody, but please remember that there are rules chief Nolan of our police department public safety department uh, has produced a public service announcement regarding this and our police officers will be citing as might be appropriate should they find people unlawfully discharging fireworks uh, in in their residential section so please the issue here is not about having fun or restricting one from having fun it's about safety thank you
2: Mr. Wax. Thank you, Mr. Chair, I have three matters tonight for additional business. Uh, The chair just mentioned some words of wisdom in regards to fireworks. He is referring to Labor Day, but that being said, I do wanna take a moment to wish our Jewish residents a very happy Rosh Hashanah. Happy New Year, Shana Tova. You do not like fireworks on Rosh Hashanah. Uh, So uh, I I assume most people knew that, but I wanted to say that anyway. Uh, I also want to wish our Jewish residents an easy fast for those of you who are observing Yom Kippur since we will not be meeting in a business meeting prior to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Secondly, um, the Board of Community Assistance is scheduled to make its recommendations for the second round of BCA funding at the September business meeting. Just some brief information, The BCA received 26 applications. So there are going to be some extraordinarily hard choices that the BCA members are gonna have to make. Uh, they work very diligently uh, and they will review all applications for its merits. And I am looking forward to hearing their recommendations. Lastly, I wanna conclude with the fact that at the Upper Marion Township Fair, uh, once again, you will have the opportunity to buy this beautiful stein uh, which is sold by the Upper Marion Township Foundation. Uh, the Upper Marion Township Foundation has made significant uh, contributions to charities in our community over the last few years. Uh, tens of thousands of dollars combined to organizations like the Upper Marion Area Community Cupboard, Upper Marion er- Emergency Aid, uh, and the Upper Marion Area School District Social Workers, and there are others also. You know, I, I, I sometimes like to say that Upper Marion Township Township is considered an affluent township but there are many people who live in Upper Marion Township who aren't affluent. And I think it's important that we try to remember that there are people in our community who are very needy. So if you wanna help some of your fellow residents and you can afford to buy a sign and you like a sign, please seriously consider picking one up at the Township Fair. The proceeds
9: benefit the foundation. Thank you so much, Mr. Chair.
0: Thank you, Mr. Wax.
9: Thanks. Mr. King. Thank you, uh, Chairman Genoway. Just um, two things, number one, uh, one of the things alluded to by uh, my colleague, Mr. Wax is the community cupboard and they are running low on supplies at the moment. So if you have some extra um, extra groceries or you can make a separate trip to donate some uh, items to the community cupboard, that would be most helpful. Uh, you can d- drop them off at the Presbyterian church on Tuesdays and Saturdays in the morning, and also here in the atrium at the township building, and I believe also at Representative Briggs' office. Isn't that correct? In the past. I'm I'm not sure about that one, but the township building um, or the community cupboard. And the only other thing I was gonna mention, uh, speaking of flooding and stormwater, I just was alerted to the fact that Gateway Shopping Center in our neighboring township is flooded, the only the only store or uh, retail center that's open right now is Staples. So this is not just an upper Marion problem, it's a regional problem. And uh, we need to find some local and regional solutions. So that's why we're so uh, focused on asking questions about stormwater and stormwater uh, preparation and development for new new or redevelopments. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Mrs. Kenny. Ms. Grazillo?
8: And I just have two brief uh, save the date comments. Uh, Supervisor Wax had mentioned about the community fair and the signs, et cetera. I just wanted to give the date of that and the time. So it'll be on October 2nd, which is a Saturday, beginning at three o'clock till 8 p.m. when we will have our fireworks display for that evening. And the other event that I wanted to have everyone put on the calendars is our fall festival. the First time that we'll be doing this annual fall festival at Norview Farms. It will uh, begin the following day. So that will be October 3rd. Um, I believe the times are a little different on each of the days. So you'll need to check the website. I don't wanna give times and people get confused about the t- times, but in the afternoon, and there's lots of fun fun um, family events uh, that'll be happening there. If you've driven by Norvy Farms and you've seen corn growing there that we've never had before, that is because there will be a corn maze that'll be happening now which will be a lot of fun for the kids and for the families. So the first day for the fall festival will be October 3rd, and this event will carry on for the whole month of October on Saturdays and Sundays. So the third, which is which is Sunday, the 9th and the 10th, the 16th and 17th, and then the 23rd and 24th. And the final thing I wanna comment on is everyone please be vigilant about staying safe. Um, especially when you're in social settings, uh, when you're around people, uh, be vigilant about wearing your masks. And um, we all know of cases now that have affected us. Uh, people have lost their lives. We've known people yeah. that are sick. So I just um, implore everyone to just try to stay as safe as you possibly can. And that's all my comments then, Chair.
0: Thank so, you. Mrs. Kenny has uh, something
9: else? Thank you, Chairman Genoway. I just wanted to mention one other thing. Um, Uh, Chairman Genoway had mentioned uh, what we're going to be deciding as far as uh, what measures to take going forward somewhere in the next few days. I just wanted to mention that the Senior Center does currently require uh, proof of vaccination in order to uh, just a one-time proof in order to get into the uh, Senior Center and they also require masks there currently. So just wanted to make that announcement.
0: Thank you, Mrs. Kenney. Do you have any public comment this evening? Please identify yourself for the people at home and where you live.
11: Hello, I'm Robert Fredericks. I live at 515, I have a bad voice. 515 Springbrook Lane. And I'm a member of the board of directors of Springbrook Homeowners Association. Um, My backyard rain gauge showed five inches last night. Okay, and uh, Once again, we suffered tens of thousands, if not more in damage to our property with the storm. Um, I was here a year ago in August and you directed the uh, township gentleman to work with us and we've been in contact with a member of your office. Uh, Mr. Hickman came by and uh, very talented guy, very capable. Um has, is consistent with all of my experiences with the township, whether it was Sally Slook or uh, Ron Wagaman or members of your engineering office or anybody else. Complete confidence and, and competence in the people. The police are excellent. My challenge is to the board, to y- you folks. Tonight you spoke several times about the flooding. You were very sympathetic last year when we had flooding on Crow Creek. We live near the uh, beginning of Crow Creek. It comes down Radnor Street Road. So we only have a half a mile catch of uh, flood water. We have 11 acres, about an acre of impervious cover. So last night we contributed about a, a third of an acre foot of water to the overall flood over that hour period when the township was crushed. Um, By contrast, we have a two acre basin, that's a retention area, floodplain, and it filled up about three or four feet. So we retained, we prevented downstream flooding for others of uh, several acre feet as compared to the third of an acre foot that we contribute we we strive to be a good member of the community. We do our share. We expect you to come up with a way to have the community help us. I know that's hard. Before I moved here about a decade ago, I was member and chairman of the planning board in Homedale. I've sat in your kinds of positions in New Jersey, Planning boards make the kind of decisions that you made tonight about approval or disapproval. It's a slightly different system township doesn't uh, Township committee doesn't play a role in in that directly So I understand the problems that you have and I understand the difficulty And I'm impressed that you win awards for communications Set yourself a goal to win award for flood control Okay set yourself a target to change as Homedale Township did its standards for flood control from satisfying a 25 year storm. And when that didn't work, we went to a hundred year storm and we went beyond that wherever it was useful. We required that storms be controlled in new developments. The good question to have asked that young man was, well, how much do you control? What's, what's the story? A hundred year storm in a one hour period in this area is about an inch of rain, okay? Four inches of rain doesn't even show up on the NOAA charts in an hour. It's more than a thousand years. So we had more than a thousand year storm last night. Those numbers are meaningless, but they are relatively important. The more stringent you get, The tighter you set your standards, the tighter the engineer looks at it, the better off it's gonna be. This is my fifth time I've come before this group. I don't come to complain. That's not my style. I'm not here looking for, I don't know what I, whatever one might be looking for when some people come. I'm not here to berate you. I understand how difficult it is. But I don't get a sense since I've been here a decade, and this is my fifth time here talking about stormwater on Crow Creek, that there's enough progress. Whatever you're doing, however you're setting your priorities, however you're thinking about these problems is inadequate and you have to do better. You're in charge. Again, I offer these as constructively as I can I'm not trying to be negative, I'm not trying to be bitter, I'm not trying to be anything, but enough is enough.
0: Thank you. Thank you for coming in this evening. Thank you for sharing those comments. Uh, Mrs. Kenny, can I ask you to reach out to him and explain more about what we are doing with stormwater, what some of the studies have suggested, and you may be able to give us some insight and some things we're missing. Yeah, I, I, I would love it if yeah. you would be able to, to sit with Mrs. Kenny and go over some of those plans uh, because we have been actively trying to manage this problem. Um, you hit the nail on the head uh, when you said that, uh, you know, that for years, everybody really looked at their own property, their own site, and nothing was looked at comprehensively. And that's what we've been trying to do is take a look yeah. at that comprehensive look, comply with the various new standards that are there. But a fresh set of eyes from someone who's been engaged and these kinds of, of initiatives in the past would clearly be helpful. And, and if
9: you uh, could, you know, if we could just speak right after and exchange information and I'd be happy to talk to you. I'm the liaison to the sewer and stormwater authority. And we had a meeting Tuesday night and we have been working uh, for a couple of years now on, first of all, we had a sewer authority and we changed it to be, to do double work, sewer and stormwater authority. And um, we had a study done about I think it was now probably two years ago Um, you know about that and it's where it's we're at the stage right now where we're um, moving forward as quickly as we can with uh, our engineering company that works with us on this and uh, I'd be happy to talk to you about more particulars and we will be having outreach for the public before the end of the year as well but uh, stay here when the meeting is over please and we can we can talk a little bit more. Thank you. Thank you, and I agree with you. We're not moving fast enough only because uh, I think the storms have not taken us by surprise. I can't say that except that they, they're they being um, consistently more and more often and more and more um, dangerous uh, to to everyone. So we are definitely, it's definitely in our focus and we're trying to get there as quickly as we can to make as much improvements as we can, as quickly as we can. So that's been, that's been our discussion. You know, how much, can we, how much can we do in a given year? So thank you for your comments and we'll talk. Any other public comment this evening?
8: I have one more comment to make. I want to congratulate my daughter and son-in-law that I am now yeah, Supervisor Garzillo is now a grandmother for the very first time. So, um, thank you. So I can't wait to see them and. Um,
2: and to facilitate that, motion to adjourn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay, we have a motion and a
0: second to adjourn. All in favor, say aye. 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 We stand adjourned. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a have a safe Labor Day.